chapter fifteen of tyranno the conqueror by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva escape that tyranno should thus defy the earth when by every law of rational circumstance the move seemed to spell only his own disaster was characteristic of the man he stood there in the instrument room at the peak of the skeleton tower in venia and rasped out to the earth council his defiance silence followed silence unbroken save by the hiss and click of the instruments as the message was sent and then tarrano ordered thrown upon himself the lights and sending mirrors so that his own image might be available to all of the public and earth officials who cared to look upon it within the circle of mirrors he stood drawn to his full height his eyes flashing heavy brows lowered and a sardonic smile almost a leer pulling at his thin lips the embodiment of defiance yet to those who knew him well as i was beginning to know him there was in his eyes a gleam of irony as though even in this situation he saw humour a game with worlds and nations as his pawns a game wherein though he had apparently lost with the confidence of his genius he knew that the hidden move he was about to make would extricate him enough he rasped the mirrors went dark he turned away and still without appearance of haste he drew wolfgar elza and me to the balcony together we stood gazing over the lights of the city below us a cloudless starry sky empty of aircraft but to the north just beyond the horizon we knew that the line of war vessels was hovering even now doubtless they had their orders to descend upon us tarrano seemed waiting and i suppose we stood there half an hour occasionally he would sight an instrument toward the north and by the orders he gave at intervals i knew that preparations for action on his part were under way half an hour then abruptly from below the northern horizon lights came up spreading colored beams the earth war vessels a line of them as far as we could see from left to right mounting up into the sky as they winged their way toward us a line spreading out in a broad arc and then behind us i saw others appear we were surrounded it was a magnificent awe-inspiring sight that vast ring of approaching colored lights red green and purple slowly moving eyes light rockets sometimes mounting above them to burst with a soundless glare of white light in the sky and underneath the spreading white search-beams sweeping down to the dark forest that lay all about us soon in the white glare of the bombs we could distinguish the actual shape of the vessels 
still tarrano did not move from his place by the balcony rail he stood there with a hand contemplatively under his chin as though absorbed by an interest in the scene purely impersonal was he going to give himself up stand there inactive while these armed forces of the most powerful world in the solar system swept down upon him abruptly he snapped his instrument back to his belt he had not used it since the hostile lights had appeared previously i knew he had been watching those lights with the curved ray of the instrument when the lights themselves had been below the horizon he now turned to me they are here jack hallen almost here and i am at their mercy his tone was ironic then it hardened into grimness he was addressing me but i knew it was for elza's benefit he spoke i came here to earth jock Holland, for certain things i find them now accomplished i belong here no longer he laughed i would not force myself into a war prematurely that would be very unwise i think we shall have to avoid this engagement i am slightly outnumbered he called an order quite calmly over his shoulder i suppose at that moment the earth war vessels were no more than five miles away the whole sky was a kaleidoscope of darting lights in answer to his order from the peak of our tower a light bomb mounted a vertical ray of green light the bomb of surrender tarrano chuckled that should halt them come we must start he held a brief colloquy with the venus man who appeared beside him the man nodded and hastened back into the instrument room the green light of our bomb had died away the lights in the sky began fading the whole sky fading turning to blackness i became aware that tarrano had thrown around our tower a temporary isolation barrage for a few moments while the current he had at his command could hold it we could not be seen on the image finders of the advancing vessels tarrano repeated that should hold them i have surrendered they should be triumphant and outside our barrage our men will bargain with them ten minutes we should be able to hold them off that long at least come lady elsa we must start now with a scant ceremony in sharp contrast to his courteous words to elza he hurried us off three of us elza wolfgar and myself with one attendant who still carried elza's personal belongings hurried us into the vertical car which had brought us up into the tower it descended now down the iron skeleton shaft outside the girders i could see only the blackness of the barrage with faint snapping sparks silently we descended it seemed very far down and suddenly i realized that we were going lower than the ground level the barrage sparks had vanished the blackness now was a normal darkness and in it i could see slipping upward the smooth black sides of the vertical shaft into which we were dropping and the sulphuric smell of the barrage was gone the air now smelt of earth 
the heavy close air of underground i do not know how far down we went a thousand feet perhaps the thing surprised me yet in those moments my mind encompassed it and many of tarrano's motives which i had not reasoned out before now seemed plain he had come from venus to the earth possibly several months ago had come directly here to venia and set up his headquarters his purpose on earth as he had just told me did not lie with warfare while he was here his forces had conquered the great city of venus and just now the hill city of mars he controlled venus and mars but he was still far from ready to attack the earth he had come to the earth in person for several important purposes for one he desired the brenda model and dr brenda's notes he had them now they were in a reality at this present moment in the great city of venus also with the brenda secret to control it absolutely he had to have georg brenda well as i was soon to realize georg was now his captive and the princess maida his purpose in holding her was twofold she had now as always in the venus central state a tremendous sentimental sway upon her people tarrano had abducted her forcibly to remove her from the scene of action so that during her unexplained absence his propaganda would have more influence he had brought her here to earth and now his plan was to have georg brenda and her fall in love with each other he still hoped to win georg to his cause by giving him the princess maida if for no other reason and with maida married to georg and georg in tarrano's service maida herself would turn her influence in venus to consolidate her people to tarrano these in part were tarrano's present plans and motives they were working out well and as he had said the earth did not concern him now as a battleground later but even with this sudden insight which seemed to come to me i was inadequate to grasp what later he was to attempt while thus occupied with my thoughts we were steadily descending into the ground under venia dropping out of sight while above us perhaps by now the eager warcraft of earth were overwhelming the city tarrano had not spoken but when at last our little car bumped gently at the bottom he said smilingly we are here lady elsa we left the car and passed into a dim-lighted cavern i saw a lateral black tunnel mouth yawning nearby with a shining rail at its top and bottom one above the other and between the rails was a metal vehicle a long narrow car yet with its turtle back and its propelling gas tube at the rear with a rudder on each side of the tube i realized that it was designed also for subsea travel a small affair ten feet at its greatest width and fifty or sixty feet long 
there was nothing startling in this evidence of underground and subsea transportation but that it should be here in primitive venia surprised me then i realized that tarrano had been here perhaps many months quietly secretly he had constructed this underground road for his escape i could not doubt it indeed i did not doubt but that the man had anticipated practically every event which had occurred we found in the car or boat if you will a variety of attendants and personal belongings tara was there i saw her sitting alone on one of the distant rings of seats and argo was among us and others whom i had learned to know by sight and name it was the party and equipment which tarrano had probably originally brought with him from venus we the last arrivals in the car took our places the door slid closed the car vibrated slightly purred with its forward motors we were started it was not a long trip how far we went i have no means of knowing but after a time by the changed motion and sounds i realized that we were traversing water then above us after another interval they opened a hatchway the pure fresh air of night streamed in upon us every light in the boat had been extinguished at tarrano's command i followed him up the small spider incline and through the hatchway we stood on a little circular space of the turtle deck well aft an observation space enclosed by a low metal rail a few feet below us dark glossy water was slipping past at a lazy hasteless pace we were passing along what i saw to be a broad river the riola amazonia footnote sixteen i afterward learned it to be heavy banks of luxurious foliage dark and silent inundated in places and after a few moments we slackened turned sharply into one of the inundated coves and nosed slowly amid a tangle of the jungle bank footnote sixteen evidently the upper amazon and then i saw hidden here in the recesses of this pathless forest a small interplanetary flyer painted a hazy gray blue around and over it the vegetation had been carefully cunningly trained a few cautious lights illumined it now but without them and even in daylight i knew that from above it could never be seen our party entered it a small but surprisingly luxurious vessel the foliage from above it was cut away by ready workmen and in half an hour more we were rising from the forest straight up into that cloudless sky the land dropped away beneath us visually concave at first as the circular horizon seemed to rise with us the sky overhead fortunately was empty nothing in sight to bar our outward flight and we carried no lights in a moment or two so swiftly did we gather velocity the lights of venia a distant patch of them were visible then further away i presently saw the gray expanse of open sea and as we mounted 
the simulated concavity of the earth turned convex i had never seen it thus had never been so far above its surface before a huge gray ball down there which was our earth outlines of sea and land then continents and oceans enveloped by patches of cloud area a gray ball changing to a glowing vaguely dull red then silver dwindling gleaming brighter silver on one side where the sunlight struck it we were in the realms of outer interplanetary space End of chapter 15